hey, are you trying to recover and maybe even fall pregnant naturally? I thought that might be you. And if so, we have created our best ever yet resource for you. Totally free. This is a masterclass. I've called it my masterclass because I have put everything into this, right? This masterclass is designed for you if you have HA or have had HA and are dealing with suboptimal cycles and you're serious about restoring those babies to full optimization and you want to create the ideal foundation for a pregnancy. This is going to be for you. So in this masterclass, I'm going to provide you a lot of things, including a lot of case studies, mine, Ashley's and Mishi's, as well as lots of our past clients and what their challenges were and what they had to do to overcome it. And we cover a really wide variety of types of cases of HA. So everything from primary amenorrhea and missing periods for years and years to short-term amenorrhea and what we did to handle that situation as well and how long it took these people to go from HA to pregnant with this system and how long it took them to go from HA to ovulating, of course, with this system. So lots of information, lots of case studies, lots of stats. We go through why this is not a weight gain plan and how we actually divide you into phases, the three phases of HA and determine what your starting point is so that you have a good idea of where you need to start with your actual changes and lifestyle and nutrition changes. We even cover questions like HA and people with a normal BMI and recovery for people who have had HA for too long. There's so much in this 60-minute masterclass. Y'all, I'm impressed. And at the end, I'll also be running you through how to get a free HTMA, hair tissue mineral analysis through us, which is a part of our process for recovery and preconception clients that we're happily going to give you for free 99 as a massive thank you, of course, for joining the masterclass. So go to the hasociety.com forward slash masterclass or head to our website and you'll find a link for it and find when the next available presentation is going to be. That's the hasociety.com forward slash masterclass. Welcome to the Hypothalamic Amenorrhea Podcast. I'm Danny Sheriff, your host, certified fertility awareness practitioner, functional nutrition counselor, and founder of the HA Society, and of course, an HA recovery coach who has walked where you currently are walking. This is the place to come if you care about getting your period regularly. This podcast aims to educate, inform, and keep you motivated on your period and HA recovery track. So let's dive in. But last thing, nothing on the show should be taken as medical advice. So please seek the advice of your physician. Hey, hey, hey. (laughs) Just... Just trying a new intro style. I don't know if that one's going to stick. <laughs> but welcome back to the podcast. All y'all here with Ashley. Hey. Partner in crime. Here with Ashley's client, past client, client success story, Miss Kyla. Are we doing full names for you, Kyla, or are you staying secret? Uh, no, it's fine. You can use full names. Kyla's um, but- 
Yeah, but with Kyler, she has like 12 names. So it actually, uh, yeah, I don't even know if Kyler's her real first name. It's not. It's technically it's my- not? No. <laughs> my first name is technically Jessica, Jessica Morgan Kyler Peterson. But I've never heard anyone call her Jessica. Nobody talks. Calls me Jessica. Anyone who knew me before 2010 calls me Morgan. And everyone after has called me Kyler. It's super weird. <laughs> I mean, I think maybe that this is just what the podcast should be about. <laughs> I'm so confused. Did you just make it? Did you just decide? Like, um, I kind of got adopted when I was like 15 and they had a daughter named Morgan. Um, and I went by Morgan. And so they started calling me Kyler and it just stuck after that. And it's, it's just really stuck and so everyone started calling calling me Kyler so I personally love the name Kyler I think it's I think it fits you but then again I only know you as Kyler because I am post 2010 so in your life so that makes sense yeah (laughs) okay let's love it yeah let's dive in okay everyone so Kyler is Ashley's client so I'm excited to represent you guys as the audience listening in to what happened on her journey this is an exciting one because I know it involves the roller coaster of PCOS and HA that's all I know so you know Kyla Jessica Morgan whatever it is Peterson uh, will you kind of introduce us um to you who you are away from and kind of what happened, what, in your own words, tell us the story. Yeah, uh, Kyler, <laughs> I live like in <laughs> Fort Worth. Um, I actually met Ashley in person. Um, and when I met her, we were both counseling at a ministry here. And um, she asked if I, this is how this whole thing started. She asked if I had kids and I said, no, I can't have kids. And she said, me too. <laughs> well because you were both had HA at the same time back then yes yeah in the olden days you're both like I'm infertile oh me too you guys yeah (laughs) and I was like no no kids you know um she's and she explained HA a little bit at the time and I was like oh that's crazy I just had PCOS just infertile um and we just kind of left it at that um and then as time went on, I was actually, I started following, she told me about AJ Society. I started following you guys on Instagram and you were doing a Q&A, I think. And somebody asked about PCOS and AJ. And one of the questions was, I don't even remember the question actually, but you said, if you don't have a period at all, you have AJ and PCOS. And I remember screenshotting it and sending it to Ashley. And I was like, are you serious? Is this true? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, I've never had a period, not since I was like 16, 17 years old, um, like maybe one every year or so. Um, and she was like, I'm pretty sure you have HA. And she was like, if you want to talk about it, let's sit down and talk about it. Um, and we ended up doing that. Um, and the more we got talking, she realized that I, you know, she was like, oh, you definitely have HA. <laughs> Um, I wasn't eating a lot. I was like barely eating. Um, Because I have PCOS, like uh, I struggle with weight, um, being unable to lose weight. And so I would spend a lot of time working out. I would spend a lot of time um, eating less because that's what doctors were constantly telling me to do. 
Like you need to diet, you need to cut out carbs, you need to do this. Um, and so that's what I was doing with no results whatsoever. <laughs> um, and I just thought that was like, that that was just it for me. Um, and so when I met Ashley and she was essentially telling me everything opposite of what any provider has ever told me, I was like, no, there's no way, but I'm, I'm going to try, I guess we'll try to do this. Um, and, uh, I mean, it's just made a huge difference and I, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. So, and it, everything happened so fast. I think that was like summer of last year. Yeah. Or no, two years ago. So it really did happen fast because I remember you saying like, I haven't had a cycle in 10 years. I was like, yeah, 10 years. huh?" And you, you know what I mean? Just kind of being like 10 years, you haven't had a cycle. Like no wonder you think you're infertile yeah. because like you have all this evidence that like, it's just not ever going to happen. You're just like, this yeah. is kind of my lot in life. Like I've been told I have PCOS. And so I guess this not having a cycle for 10 years is normal under PCOS. So kind of tell us about like that oh, like awakening when you're like, what? You mean this isn't normal? Yeah, yeah. I mean, every provider told me it was normal and the only solution they ever offered was birth control. And so for half of those years, I was on birth control, having a cycle under birth control, which we know is not even a real cycle. And, um, I just, you know, I just thought that was, that was it. And I had all of these symptoms, you know, that no one could help with. Like I had like excessive, like hair growth and like in places you're not supposed to grow hair, no cycle. Um, and no doctor thought anything of it ever. And I probably went to about seven different doctors. Um, because we were about to try IVF at this point, like we were going to try to do like, um, like medicated cycles, like letrozole or whatever the other one is. I can't remember. Like yeah, that's what we're looking at. Yeah. Clomid. We were looking at that and like paying for insurance that wouldn't end up even covering it. And, um, and nobody offered any sort of anything else. Like that was the solution. You're screwed. That's it. And so I, I, I don't know, I, I just, I was at a total loss. And so when I part started pursuing Ashley, it was more so for the sake of like nutritional health. And like, if anything, I'll, I'll get a little bit healthier. I'll feel better in my own body. I'll have control over my symptoms because I know you can control PCOS symptoms um, with nutrition. And so yeah, I was it's like- it's definitely a sticky situation when you start yeah. looking into it, hey? Yeah. And so that was like the, the most I ever hoped for. And I, I never thought I would like end up getting cycles back because I, I just assumed I would never have them. <laughs> yeah. So. And so, so just for reference, I, like you weren't my first client with PCOS and HA. So just for like reference, like this was like my second one presenting with like clear HA. It's not like a misdiagnosis of HA. Like this was blaring HA. So actually, you know, what's so interesting and kind of one of the things that's been on my heart lately in general is I know that you were eagered, but like, thankfully 
in some weird twisted way, I think you had already accepted that like, you're not going to have kids. And so like, there wasn't this timeline of like, this has to happen this month because for you, especially with PCOS, not that it took longer, but there were definitely steps that had to be in place before you started cycling. So for example, like, you know, again, just that fear of eating more, like, so you're like, here comes Ashley telling you to eat more. So I'm sure all my clients are going to be like, oh, she does that to you too. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> but like, you know, like, are eating 700 calories by 10 AM and you laugh. Yeah. You. <laughs> yeah. I was like, cool. Like, I'm pretty sure I had 700 calories this morning for breakfast. <laughs> You know what I mean? Um, and so really the first thing that we worked on with her, just like every other HA client was balancing blood sugars and bringing up calories like yeah. that. And so with that, and then, you know, like we even dove into what specific type of PCOS you had, you know, like, you know, like we did some deep diving into that rather than just giving you this blanket thing of like, oh yeah, you just have PCOS. Okay. Go on with your life. You know, please go get IVF, you know, please go do all these other things. Yeah. Yeah. You did a lot of like, we ended up pursuing a lot of testing that no doctor ever bothered doing. Like we tested thyroid. We looked at, uh, like what type of PCOS I have turns out, like I have insulin resistant PCOS. So nutrition ended up helping significantly of just a balanced meal. <laughs> Who would have thought, you know, it's like know, so simple, right? so complicated. Like, no, it's complicated in that no one was able to tell me that. <laughs> Yeah. And you know, what was really interesting is that like, and so for people who truly have a true PCOS diagnosis, like you, you know what I mean? Um, I was like, Hey, I need you to get your A1C tested. I need you to get your glucose tested. Like we really, you know, you know, like this is not the death of your dream of having a kid, but this will be the death of you before you get to the death of the dream of having a kid. And so that was really yeah. huge on your journey was unfortunately because that, like doctors would just diagnose you with PCOS. They didn't do any other actual lab workup to check to see if like you were okay in other areas. So I just want you to kind of touch on that. Cause I know that that was kind of like a moment. So newsflash, every client wants to quit while working with us. It's just the journey of HA and PCOS. I, I don't know you about know you. People would I mean, never want to leave people willing to fire me right now, just because like, we're just in a yeah, tough yeah. spot. It's, it's called in, in coaching, it's called being willing to risk the relationship because you're trying oh. to push them to do things that they would not be usually comfortable doing. And so like, you have to risk the relationship to make it happen, like to help get them the transformation they need. That's just such a good way of putting it. Maybe, maybe I'll start saying that instead of being fired. You know what I mean? Like I'm risking the relationship. <laughs> But yeah. yeah, just want to tell us about that because I know that that was also a pivotal thing. Yes, obviously eating more. Yes, eating balanced blood sugar, you know what I mean? But like really that became super important to you only because of this moment. Yeah, uh, you actually ended up like driving to my work at one point and you're like, I just want to check your blood sugar really quickly. And it was like through Stop, the- Stop, Ash, that's next level. It was. Now expectations for future clients are going to be a little a bit high. <laughs> yeah. um, that's to... in-person uh, coaching. I only yeah, I like a lot, but I will stop <laughs> you. <laughs> if you happen to live in my area, I will be popping in. Yeah. Okay. I be aware. It. 
don't let me know where you where you live and where you work she popped it like my blood sugar and it was through the work through the roof and I was like just like so filled with like shame and guilt but for no reason because I mean it was from not eating so we found out the less I eat the higher my glucose is because my body was just freaking out and so I was just seeing that made me want to quit because I'm like I'm eating so clean (laughs) I'm eating so well and in your mind you automatically think like because of what society tells you I need to eat less I need to do something different. Like I wasn't eating sugar really. And so seeing that I was just done at that point, I was like, this is terrible. I'm not doing this anymore. I would have rather not known. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. This is so real. I love that you're sharing this because I felt that same way about HA after a point where I'm like, I can't do anymore. I'd rather just not know, you know what I mean? And so Yeah. yeah. that was a really big thing for you because I feel like that was the like bottom of the bottom of the low moment. And I had to allow you to experience that, but then also being like, see, eating less is never going to solve this. This is never going to go the way that we want just by eating clean and reducing all carbs and eating less. And so I feel like I didn't have to convince you. So that's when, so you're like, that's the other thing is like, you don't have to believe in me. You just have to actually listen to your body. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I think I like rebelled a little bit that week. And I was like, I went to the gym (laughs) multiple times a day. (laughs) Like (laughs) I was not eating anything that week hardly because I was that thought just kept coming back um but I remember how terrible I felt after that and I was like whatever I'm just gonna come back and try this again and see what we can do because like working out like 12 times a week was not doing it for me (laughs) and on nothing so incredible uh, that's why I was like okay so I went back to Ashley after that and I never really told her that I was done but I did stop like responding to her texts <laughs> nope. That's I'm not so funny. That's so, like, well, what, what was your, what were you feeling at that time? Uh, I just uh defeated. Like I was like, I'm doing all the right things, and yet nothing seems to, mm. nothing seems like it's working. And uh, I was just done. I was like, I'm actually making efforts, and I feel like I'm backtracking. You know. Okay. So what got you out of that? into into getting back on the horse um I mean Ashley definitely kept pursuing she was like no let's try it this is perfect and she was very excited which was also like slightly frustrating in that that couple weeks it's like this is good news and I'm like no it's not (laughs) Ash what was your like what was your train of thought at the time this was totally good news this is exactly why she was in the hole. And so like, it wasn't a mystery anymore. Her blood sugars were through the roof. So she was not going to ovulate. Like this explained everything. Right. And then, you know, so, so for me, yes, it is good news because I knew exactly what the issue was. And then also it's really good news because we know exactly what doesn't work. Yeah. It's so clear that cutting carbs and exercising more and reducing your calories was never making her body happy. So for me, I'm like, oh, it's go time. I know, 
I have a clear path. I know exactly how we're going to do this now. There's no more mystery. I'm even more pumped up than before. Yeah, she was. <laughs> this is so funny because it's like Ash is just like, yeah. And you're yeah. like, I'm fresh, I'm annoyed at this result. Like I'm yeah. I've been working so hard. And you're telling me it was all for nothing. Yeah. So like you're kind of focused on like everything you just went through and she's focused on like moving forward okay but at some point you've kind of had to finish mourning that a little bit and like you kind of were annoyed but you're like all right now what yeah I think Ashley was like just give it a couple months give me a couple months and I think we discovered that like in August of 2021 and or June July maybe and I was like fine I'll do it for a couple months you know and I was Can I like, ask a question on this, like on the side that we haven't covered yet? Were you wanting to get pregnant? Like what was your sort of fertility desires? I mean, I think ultimately, I don't think I ever admitted to myself I wanted children because I was very uh, convinced that I wasn't and I was not in any way going to get my hopes up of mm. having because nothing had worked for I had been married for 10 years at that point and nothing had worked in 10 years and so uh I had so you had tried to get pregnant yeah and just kind of had given up yeah for sure (gasps) okay yeah okay okay I did on track yeah yeah you're like it's okay I don't want them anyway all right okay 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 I'm getting like a vibe for your personality too Kai. okay so you try this okay I think where we're up to where are we where are we up to in the story now it's like either July or August when I bombarded her yeah (laughs) pretty much so she bombarded me we changed how we were doing things um, she like set my macros, she's checking in with me on a weekly basis. Um, and then all of a sudden I was feeling super defeated, but then I get my like first period in August, um, after working with her for like two, three months. And I was like, Oh my God, like freaking out. I was like, I can't believe it was that simple. And then at that point I was convinced, you know, I was like, okay, she knows what she's talking about she's not just torturing me in some capacity, you know, um, and it was like a normal period. Like I haven't had one of those in at least like five, six years, something like that. Wow. How did that feel? Like, what was your, what were your thoughts? Uh, I was on cloud nine. I was like, I cannot believe this works. Um, and I was, it sounds like suddenly it was all quite easy. Am I misunderstanding? or say that again it sounds like it was suddenly quite easy but am yeah. I misunderstanding no it was yeah no. it was just like yeah. make some shifts and what were those shifts exactly um I had to, like uh was eating like 2500 calories like 150 grams of protein I think and then or 125 maybe 125 grams of carbs every day like um and I was doing like low impact workouts, like weightlifting, like twice a week or three times a week. It was something um, like very minimal compared to what I was doing. I was doing like 
boot camps and like hit workouts <laughs> before. How crazy is it to go from being like, wow, look at the regiment that I'm going to need to do to manage this, like to manage this condition yeah. to sounding like you're eating an extremely normal macronutrient breakdown. Yeah. That's just like opening up a, a world of menus and yeah. exercising just like a lovely amount. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everything like got easy all of a sudden because it was like, oh, I can eat and working out isn't depleting me all day. Like, um, I was like, it sounds like dumb to say like getting my period changed my life, but like it made me able to like enjoy my life. <laughs> I guess it does not sound dumb (laughs) what we're telling people here you know it's not that the period it's not what the period does it's what like the removal of all of the craziness around us does yeah hey do you know what your blind spots are as in do you know what it is what the thing is that is holding you back from getting your period back Look, it could be an absolute plethora cornucopia of things, but in our practice, what we tend, the first place we tend to go is what behaviors and habits do you have around food that you may be still doing? And these are called blind spots because we just don't necessarily always know that they're an unhelpful habit or that it's something that we're doing, whether it be a subconscious or conscious need to control our food or our body, or whether it be something that you've just done for so long that it feels normal and like a preference even. We have created a checklist. It's a three-page checklist that goes through food types, behaviors around food, and mindsets around food. And what you do is you go through the lists and you check off and you see which ones are you doing, whether it be daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, and how are they potentially affecting your recovery today? So it's a really simple checklist. It's just three pages. You go through it. There's a very simple scoring system to help you figure out um, how much this may be impacting your recovery. And it's just an insightful thing for you to do to help you reflect and then you can journal about it or you can learn more about it and just start really working at any of the boxes that you checked and understanding that they're playing a role in your recovery so to get the checklist all you have to do is go to the hasociety.com forward slash blind spot and we'll send it straight through to you you can print it off And you can check on it every now and then. I always recommend a reflection point every like four to six weeks. How are you going? Are you still checking that behavior off or have you, you know, systematically kicked it to the curb? So check it out. It's the hasociety.com forward slash blind spot and it will be waiting for you there. So it it. it got easy and, um, I think it was October, <laughs> me and Ashley were sitting down to like record a podcast and I happened to get like a positive ovulation test. And I was like, this is the first time I've gotten anything. Like I, now I'm kind of scared because this is a possibility and turned out I was pregnant two weeks later <laughs> in October. Wow. I was like, is it possible to like lose your periods once you get them back from HA? And Ashley was like, yeah, it can be, but take a pregnancy test just to be sure. And sure enough, like the same day, I was like, oh my God, 
I cannot. Okay, so this. you were you were late for your period and thought you might yeah. have caught the HA again, and then it, you were just pregnant. <laughs> I love yeah. when that happens. Because you're like, I saw her chart, and I'm like, hey, go take a break. Yeah, you're like, uh, your temperature is only getting higher. Yeah. So, pregnancy test, please. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know. It's the best feeling. <laughs> it's the yeah. best feeling to be like, would you mind taking a te- pregnancy test for me? Just do it for me. Yeah. That's yeah, awesome. Just you so would have been, <laughs> you would have been like, you would have been like, no. <laughs> just knowing you, knowing what I know about you, you would have been like, what are the other things that can cause a positive pregnancy test? Right. <laughs> right what is I just kind of sat the whole time and I was like everything just happened so fast and I was I think I sat there for probably about an hour and a half until my husband got home and I was like there's no way there's no way this isn't possible what did he say I love knowing what they say what did he say he was just like I think he was in shock like I don't think he ever said anything I think he just was like Cause we never, you know, talked about if this is going to work, you know, we can start like planning to have kids. It was just like, if, if I get it back, we could have kids. If not, but neither of us are getting our hopes up. We were just like, I'm going to be healthier after this regardless. And so it'll be fine. And we'll just leave it at that. It was for health, not to get pregnant. <laughs> right. So, uh, yeah. I mean, funny that when you're not focused on, um, like this very specific outcome that becomes all encompassing for people allows sometimes for it to just happen. Yeah. Uh, but that is awesome. That is yeah. so cool. Like I can see why you are one of Ashley's favorite stories. Um, yeah, I can totally say it. I think that's, I just think it's mind blowing. It's the coolest thing ever. It's like yeah. the coolest thing ever to be like, well, to have systematically resolved each issue one by one to just get to being pregnant. Yeah. And you know what the other thing is, is that like, I think it was really fun because I was able to follow her in her journey. So then even, you know, um, eventually whenever she started to have a doctor's appointments and stuff like that, you know what I mean? It's like, you know, of course they were worried about her, you know, blood sugar levels and I'm like but there's actually a thing for that too you know what I mean so you know like that's when we dove into real food for pregnancy you know and just you know all these different types of things and she actually had great blood sugar levels through her pregnancy and I know that that was like a fear as well too you know what I mean like you know like kind of like going into pregnancy and you know I know that Kyler I don't know if you want to share the in-between or not it says oh totally up to you yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, like we'll circle back to that, but you know, just, I think like just going into pregnancy with labels of PCOS and like, uh, whether it's type two diabetes or not, I mean, you know, like there was just a lot of things that like we had to work on of, because the medical system isn't set up holistically that, you know, like they were even giving her horrible advice of like, make sure you really cut your carbs. I was like, for the love, please don't do that. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like, like, you know what I mean? 
like this gets into a whole other podcast, you know what I mean? But just being able to follow her through that and just be able to support her through that. And even when it came to like the third trimester, like I expect your blood glucose to go up. Everybody's does. That's why everybody gets tested. This doesn't mean anything about you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Not that she has PTOS and, you know, and, and stuff like that. But it's just like, it's very it was very interesting to walk with her through this and knowing that like, unfortunately she was going into these doctor's offices with, with like these labor labels that they haven't been able to be successful, such as type two diabetes management. Yeah. I'm just going to say it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. There were many times that they were like talking to me, like almost like a child to be like, no more than the palm of your hand, mama. And I was like, I, I got to the point to where I was like, I have a nutritionist. <laughs> Please stop talking to me. <laughs> yeah. I can't even, I cannot, I cannot with these situations that all of these people are in. I just am confused. But it was very confusing. <laughs> I was like, mm. I've already seen the results of all the things that Ashley was coaching me through. And then for them to, continue to be like that's incorrect I would be like like at one point I got into an argument with one of them I was like I've been doing what doctors have been telling me to do for 10 plus years with no results and then you want to tell me the one person that's telling me something different um and I follow what they're doing I'm actually getting results so please explain to me how that's incorrect and she was like didn't have anything to say and I was like okay I'm leaving (laughs) Oh, mic drop, right? Right. It's yeah, it's definitely interesting to see how all like everyone have their has their blinders on. Yeah. And and sometimes I wonder, like, I wonder what we believe wholeheartedly that isn't true because we have our blinders on still, you know, like I don't think we know everything. Um, it's just so it makes you want to be really curious when you hear something different. Um yes. and really into it curiosity seriously is the best teacher and honestly I think it keeps you so humble and it keeps you to be a lifelong learner you know what I mean yeah okay so like now where are we in the story oh yeah sorry circle back yeah yeah you were Um, pregnant I was pregnant um and then we were at some events. I, I think I was like pregnant. I started to miscarry. So we found out um, I was having a miscarriage probably around like six weeks. Um, and then realized like I wasn't producing enough progesterone to sustain a pregnancy. So that's where like, I think the PCOS came in because mm-hmm. I, my temperatures weren't always right where they should be um, in my luteal phase. Like they were always still kind of low. And Ashley was like, I mean, they're still kind of, they're higher, but they're still low. They're still low. Like maybe we should talk to somebody. And I had, I didn't have time to like find a provider that would prescribe anything. Like, cause I think I was still in shock of all this and didn't do anything. And um, so I ended up having a miscarriage like at six weeks and then um, went in to see an NOB at the time and had an ultrasound and I was still pregnant. So they think I was like carrying twins at the time and I'm still pregnant, but then ended up two weeks later, it didn't have a heartbeat. And so I had to have like 
a second miscarriage after that. Um, and then it took two months to recover from that. <laughs> so I was pregnant in October and then ended up having to recover November, December from those things, from a miscarriage. So that's where like PCOS yeah. kind of like hit me in the butt. <laughs> well, and so, you know, like that's the other thing in, in and again, I'm not saying that I have all the answers, but you know, what's been interesting is that, you know, while like I was going through this with Kyler, like, you know, like we weren't ever like, Hey, we're going to help you get pregnant. But you know what I mean? But like, it was just happening organically and stuff like that. And so I was actually just thinking about this the other day of a lot of people really are like, yeah, I'm in the fertility space. I'm like, but are you willing to walk through this carriage with somebody? Yeah. Are you willing, you know, because not saying that it's, you know what I mean? Just because it's a possibility. And at the end of the day, nobody can guarantee you know, like IBS and at can't the level, guarantee, IUI can't guarantee. At the level that we track someone's cycle, there's no yeah. missed miscarriages, you know? Yeah. yeah like, like we, at six weeks is early, right? Like a lot of people wouldn't have even known. They would have just thought they were late for their period, but we're mm-hmm. like walking into this, like we're going to know what happened you know, and that's one of the hard parts, you know, about like working so actively on fertility. Yeah. And you know, the interesting with, with like PCOS, which I mean, I'm not sitting here saying that I have a new criteria and everyone should follow it, but I just feel like, unfortunately, because OBGYNs, they don't track a cycle they're not already meaning that I had already talked to Kyler saying, Hey, I think your progesterone levels are low. Cause your temps are low. This is, you know, like, you know, like let's start talking to somebody, you know what I mean? Just because like, I can't prescribe you progesterone and unfortunately an OBGYN won't do it off the bat either. And neither will any infertility clinics won't like, unfortunately you have to almost have a history of miscarriages before they'll say, Hey, you know what? I will prescribe this for you on the off uh, chance that you do ovulate. And you know what I mean? And so it, unfortunately it took us going through this to find a provider who would prescribe progesterone. And that was my whole point of like, we just need to find somebody that you can just share your history with and they feel comfortable prescribing you progesterone. So just in case we want to try again, we have it for the next round, but you know, let's just pause and think about how horrible that is for a woman to have to go through just to have access to progesterone in their fertility journey. Like, wait, wait, wait. So first off we need trauma first. Mm -hmm. yeah I mean it's all over the place because we also have experiences too where people have gotten it straight away it hasn't made a difference it's like Mm -hmm. um it's such a the experiences are all over the place and it's so interesting Mm -hmm. how some places some geographical areas have a harder time getting it some are just being handed it like just in case um fascinating to me so fascinating Yes. Okay. Sorry. So back on track. So then you were going through that. (laughs) Oh, so it took a couple months to recover because at that point, after we had like gotten super excited about being pregnant at that point, I was like, nope, now I want to get pregnant. (laughs) Now I'm, I made peace with this and realized how much I wanted it. Um, because it was like kind of given and taken away. Um, I was like, okay, I do actually want this. 
Um, and so at this point, all of our uh, like working together was geared towards getting pregnant after that. <laughs> and so when we got pregnant super fast, they said it would take like up to six months. Um, and in between there, I did end up finding a provider. Like I found a midwife in Fort Worth, had a like consultation with her. And I said, I've already struggled with a miscarriage and I'm not doing that again because of low progesterone. And, um, and she was like, oh, I'll write you a prescription right now. So you have it the second you find out you're pregnant. And she did. And so the second I found out I was pregnant in February. So it literally went, I miscarried November, um, December, January, and then February I was pregnant again. And yes. Fast turnaround. Yeah. Super fast. And, uh, she had progesterone ready for me and sent it in and I had it and turns out it like the dose that she gave me still wasn't enough. <laughs> and so they ended up putting me on like a super high dose of progesterone. Um, and it sustained my pregnancy. And now I have a beautiful baby boy. <laughs> yeah. And then there, the mixture of modern medicine with holistic work is met and this is fine but we must have like the lesson here is that we must have like the baseline like the fundamentals in place and 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 know what's happening you know with the individual person have the fundamentals in place and then you know medication can get you just like that like the extra bit that you need and that's that's fine but like relying whole like entirely on medication that's kind of what came up for me when you said that it's not the point of the story but I think no. <laughs> it's a great point because medication did not help until I needed it in that one point and found somebody that you know she acknowledged all the work that I was doing like mm. and having HA she was like oh, she knew what that was which was a big deal because when I talked to anyone else they were like what is that? What are you talking about? Um, there's no way things like that. And so she was like, Oh yeah, that makes perfect sense. Put it in my chart basically. And said like, was just ready to meet me where I, where I was at. And she was like, you're doing all the good, you're doing everything right. And, uh, met me. Great. So, yeah. And so you know what the best thing was that, is that like, we were able to come to this provider, with her blood sugar in check now, you know what I mean? That, and then like, she had a history of it in check. It wasn't just like, she accidentally got it in check. You know what I mean? And then thankfully with us charting, we could see that her temperatures were still low. And so then that's when we were like, Hey, let's, let's see if you need more progesterone. You know what I mean? And thankfully I do believe that she did some testing, right? Like she tested your blood. I'm about positive. So what I love about this is that like Danny and I are never like holistic only, you know what I mean? Like I actually truly do love the term integrative because it was able for us to know exactly when you were pregnant. You know what I mean? We were able to look at your chart and see that your temperatures were low, but we were also able to look at your blood and see that your progesterone was low too. And then she was already ready for it. So for me, it was just one of those oh my gosh, thank goodness that we have someone on the clinical side that's like not questioning whether this client is incompetent or not. You know what I mean? Yeah, which was a first. (laughs) That's what's... (laughs) 
Oh yeah, because yeah. I because I know that you had a lot of hesitations just even going to the doctors. Like whenever like we first started to work together, it was like, you know, and you're like, you're not the only one. I actually have a lot of clients that are like, I would rather saw off my ankle then go back. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, and I'm like, I know, but let's just stay focused. Let's get what we need from them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And just go about it. And so I love it. And now we are working together postpartum to get her postpartum period back. <laughs> oh my God, look at you. <laughs> yep. That's so, a whole thing. Um, yeah. Amazing. Well, this has been a beautiful story of the farmer who had tried everything. I'm getting there. It's going to come okay. up. You're, you're well, I know see. you have great analogies, so I trust you. This is like not one of those. <laughs> this yeah. is just like, it's just that it sounds like a, like the plotline of a Hallmark movie where you're the farmer who had given up on his dreams and was just content. You know what I mean? And then he found a stray dog. And that stray dog would not go away. And you were just like, fine. You can can live here, but I'm not going to love you. And then you let her in and then you let her love you. And then you love her. And (laughs) together, together you you know, brought the farm back to life. Like, I don't know, but that's just the storyline that I'm getting. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. (laughs) It's beautiful. I love it. I love it. Ashley, I'm so happy that you kept hounding and didn't let her fire you. And Kyla, I think that that is an incredible story. And really truthfully a lot of people give up you know and I am just like so astounded at how you just like you know just got back up and got back up and got back up because that is really hard yeah so hell yeah yeah Uh, Ashley like we were both counseling together so half of the time she was like biblical counseling me (laughs) through it and I was like Oh my gosh, you can't. So she was like pulling on me every way she knew how. And I was like, I can't. She was like, you shouldn't walk, you know, gave every instance in the book that you can. So I was getting like emotionally counseled, <laughs> like nutritionally counseled, like every, every direction. So, but she wouldn't let me go. Now I'm like, you saved my life. <laughs> so. I am unapologetic for. that's so so cool congrats on everything I'm so excited to see how like things go in the future with your postpartum period and um yeah yeah just super stoked for you guys it's awesome yeah and just weird side note you know what's the best part is that Kyler is a doula so now she just like gets to like birthing journey for other people it's I'm, I'm telling you guys the story is so intertwined um she was my doula yeah I did not know that were you there yes. in time Kyla were you in the car yep stop <laughs> that's a, a whole thing <laughs> I wish I was there okay 
it was nuts. <laughs> everyone, yeah, I tell everyone, I was like, that was like one of my first clients. Like I had like maybe two clients before Ashley because I had just gotten certified. And it was like baptism by fire, basically going like a hundred miles an hour down the highway <laughs> with her screaming in the backseat. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it's probably a story, a podcast for another day. I don't know if we ever did that. Maybe we did, but well, it's been a, such a pleasure. Kyle, thank you so much for sharing your story. We really appreciate it. Um, it brings a lot of hope for other people who are dealing with both of those diagnoses as well. Yeah. yeah. Thanks Any for final having- words? Yeah. Final words from anyone? No? All done? That. Okay. Thanks so much, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode. We will see you next week for another episode. And until then, everyone have a really great day. Bye. Hey there, it's me, Danny, and I want to tell you about Temp Drop as a fertility awareness method tracking option. So many of you guys know that we actually recommend the fertility awareness method both as you're going through recovery and 100% after you have gotten some cycles back and you're starting to move forward for the rest of your reproductive years. So TempDrop itself is a wearable fertility monitor and we love it. It's a wearable device, so you put it around your arm and you can use that instead of taking your temperature manually with a thermometer each morning. So I'm personally a big fan of the manual tracking, all of us at the HA Society are, and that's the method that we use, You know, just using a good old thermometer. We use that with our clients because it's the best way to use it as a diagnostic tool, as a practitioner. And it's also the best way to ensure if you're trying to avoid pregnancy that you don't get pregnant. However, manual temping for many reasons is just not always an option. When you're in the middle of recovery, again, we do recommend manual temping, but once you're cycling, the temp drop is actually a really great hack. So it gives you basically everything you need to effortlessly track your fertility status, like where you are in your monthly cycle. So you wear the temp drop sensor while you're sleeping for accurate basal body temperature readings without the stress of early morning wake-ups. So I personally love this because with a toddler, my wake-up times are all over the place and the occasional sleep disruptions make using an oral thermometer a lot more difficult. So TempDrop's accompanying charting app enables you to track an array of symptoms alongside your basal body temperature. This includes tracking your cervical mucus if you've been using OPKs, and then it also gives you sleep insights too. So you can combine these fertility signs all in one place, and that will help you identify your fertile window, confirm ovulation, plan for your period, and if you're trying to get pregnant, you know, identify your whether or not you are pregnant. So whether you're trying to conceive or avoiding pregnancy or you want to chart for health reasons like HA recovery, making sure your cycle is not slipping back in the HA direction, TempDrop makes fertility awareness accessible to all women, even if you don't have regular cycles or sleeping patterns. So track your ovulation in real time with the TempDrop And we are lucky enough to have a 15% off code. So if you go to their website, they're usually having a sale, but you can stack this code on top of the existing code. So just go to tempdrop.thehasociety.com and use the code 
AFHA Society. I think too, if you just go to tempdrop.com and, and use um, AFHA Society at the checkout, that will work too. So happy temping and good luck. This episode is brought to you by Grassland Nutrition Beef Liver Capsules. Did you know that in terms of nutrient density, beef liver actually blows vegetables and fruits out of the water? If you're a client of mine, you have already been instructed to eat beef liver either fresh or in capsule form. I recommend it for anyone and everyone who is, of course, dealing with amenorrhea and fertility challenges out there, but I may even recommend it for just everyone in general. Get your husbands on it. Get your partners on it. If you have a history of HA and add on top of that, maybe a history of the pill, maybe you've been pregnant before, you know, through treatments or other, like you've just, your body's been through anything, you know, you're absolutely 100% dealing with a nutrient deficiency of some kind. And while it's true that testing is going to be the best way to understand those exact deficiencies, Eating nutrient-dense real food is going to be one of the most important next steps that you take with or without testing. So I've been using and recommending Grassland Nutrition Beef Liver Capsules for years now. And the capsule form makes it so easy to get your liver in every day. And I appreciate the transparency of this product in particular above others. So in case you're wondering, it's completely natural. This is freeze-dried beef liver in capsules. It's organic. It's made from Australian beef. And my favorite of their products is the liver with kelp because of the iodine from the kelp, which is important for overall thyroid function, which is often low in women with underperforming hormones. So rather than eat seaweed snacks every day, I get to take this beef liver with the kelp for my iodine. So if you're recovering or working on a fertility journey right now, do not skimp the nutrient-rich source of beef liver. Get 10% off your order with the HA Society and support your favorite podcast along the way. They ship to most countries, so you should be covered. Just go to grasslandnutrition.net and use HA Society, just HA Society, at the checkout for the 10% off. That's grasslandnutrition.net with the code HA Society. Thank you so much for listening today, guys. Please subscribe to the podcast. And if you could head to iTunes specifically and leave a rating or review, that would help so much because it makes it easier for other people with HA who are Googling around to find the podcast really easily so if you do that you're doing a service to all of the women